Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Rama's Weekly Podcast. You know, we would love to hear from you, love to hear what you think about our podcast. And if you'll just send us an email, podcast at rhema.org, that's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. And um, let us know how much you like our podcast, don't like our podcast, things you want to hear on our podcast, or whatever else it may be. Well, once again, um, today we're actually recording this program on May the 28th. T-Mac is not in the building. Oh, no T-Mac. Yes, he's, he's on vacation somewhere in Florida, I believe, um, somewhere on the beach, probably having a whole lot more better time than we are. But once again, we have Marty Grisham here yes. on the microphone, the Oklahoma roof nerd, loudmouth yes. himself. Um, loudmouth prayer. I gotta have a T-shirt of that. I'll get you this T-shirt. This is the new. I'm sporting the new loudmouth prayer T-shirt. So, so where can someone buy? Get a loudmouth prayer T-shirt. What I heard you say is, what is loudmouth prayer? Oh, Thanks well. for asking, Pastor Craig. <laughs> so, loudmouth prayer is where the Lord began to talk to me a few months ago about getting as many people in the city of Tulsa to pray together every day for three to five minutes for the city of Tulsa. You and and you, you know, the most watched, uh, most listened to people on our podcast are from the city of Tulsa, actually. That's awesome. That's really great. Yeah. And so you can find us on Facebook, Loudmouth Prayer. You can find us on Rumble and YouTube. And we're also launching Telegram real soon. And very soon in the next few weeks, because my website's being built right now, you can check us out on, um, what is it, loudmouthprayer.org. Loudmouthprayer.org. But what about T-shirts? T-shirts. Uh, Cliff, Cliffy Pooh gets a T-shirt, and you get one too, Pastor Craig. Oh, so... So no one can order their T-shirts? They can order the T-shirts in but the next month or so, yeah. All right. We'll get some T-shirts for some of you guys that might want the Mama's Prayer T-shirts. Also, tell us about Oklahoma Roof Nerds. You don't want to, don't want to, you know, someone might have a hole in the roof right now or, um, you know, yeah. it, it is tornado season. I, I don't want to, I don't want to predict anything over anything, anybody, but. Oh, I don't mind. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I really don't mind. Um, yeah. So basically, okroofnerds.com, we do commercial and we also does do residential roofing. We've been doing it for years and years, and we're really good at what we do. We guarantee a really great low price and great follow-through uh, project management. We're, we're good at what we do. All right. Oklahoma Rough Nerds, if you happen to, to live in Oklahoma and need some roof work, um, call them, text them, email them, Oklahoma Rough Nerds. Smoke signals. OKRoofNerds.com. All right. Um, also, we are on Instagram and Facebook at um, Rama podcast and so please like our page say something about it whatever whatever you might like to do well today we have a very special guest and um, he's always here with us every time that we do record but um yes cliffy poo um also known as cliff payton um is our guest today and he's going to talk about how he got acquainted with Rama, and you know he has a little bit of a unique Rama story it wasn't the normal story that most people have he is a Raymer graduate, but it took him a long time to get there. Cliffy Poo, it's actually good to have you behind the mic. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird being behind in front of the mic instead of from behind the mic. Yeah. I mean, it's a, a privilege to be here, <laughs> at least in this spot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm always here, but, you know. Yeah, you're, you're, you're omnipresent, I guess, <laughs> well, when, when it comes to the podcast. He's like the Holy Spirit. He's here whether you want him or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. So his, his name is Cliff Payton. It's not Cliffy Poo. Just want to let you know it's Cliff Payton. How long has Cliff been here? <laughs> 33 years. Wow. I've been well, working for the ministry for 33 years. That's amazing. Wow. So, 
January 12th. And pretty much anyone who's came to Raymond probably knows Cliff. I see people I all mean, the not time. All, not all, also, he's an instructor here in the school, but, you know, he's, you know, works with the audio department, radio, and, you know, he knows about wherever wire in this building is. I bet. Yeah, all the dead bodies, everything else. You know? Dead bodies. Dead bodies. <laughs> we don't know, but what about the dead bodies? <laughs> First year students. Got, got them hidden. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, man, 33 years. Yeah, I mean, that, that's almost my whole age. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, moved, I moved here in, in um, 81. I, first I heard about Rama when um, at one of my, the church that I was uh, going to at the time, the pastor had followed Brother Hagen, and um, his, his dad actually ran a bookstore. And I went in there one day just to see his dad, and he had some books by Kenneth Hagin. So I bought a couple of them. First one is Right and Wrong Thinking. Boy, did that beat the snot out of me. Oh, man, I've seen that. <laughs> Does the snot mean beat out of Cliff? Or? Yeah, well, I'm just, that's what he said. So, so you've seen that or you've seen the book? I'd like to have oh, seen like to that. See okay. that. Okay. okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I kept on wondering, who's this Kenneth Hagin guy? And then uh, there was a couple of uh, a couple of people in our church that um, they said you need to read this magazine. So they had an old Word of Faith, and so I started reading it some. And I went, who is this guy? And I had no problem with it. It's just like who is this? And then they said, oh, I got a tape series I want you to listen to. I mean, I was the type of you know I, when I was a kid, mom and dad would bring us to church, but we never was. Mom and dad never went to church. So, oh, so, um, so I always what had. What did they do? They go to breakfast while you were at church? I don't know what they did. <laughs> I had no clue. So, okay, at least they cared about you. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I always had a heart for God. I just want to, you know, I'll never forget the first time I was ever in a Pentecostal church. We lived in California at the time, and we had a, um, some real close friends. We called them aunt and uncle when they wasn't really physically aunt and uncle. But, um, she took me to a Pentecostal home. Actually, no, it was Assembly of God Church. Little bitty thing. I mean, it wasn't much bigger than the podcast studio here. So I, I'm used to being in a Nazarene church because that's where Dad grew up that way. And um, so all of a sudden, the Spirit of God started moving, and I heard this, whoosh, 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 and I turn around, and there's this short lady dancing in the spirit and her arms are wow, swimming right by my head wow. and I, oh, I i start to get up and uh we, her name was aunt judy aunt judy grabbed a hold of my shoulder and pushed me back down the chair and it's like oh my god what's going on but for some reason i knew it was right but it just scared me yeah so they kept on bringing us there and finally um we got for lack of a better term we got used to it and then Dad got laid off um, where he was working at, so we moved to moved to Oklahoma. And Mom and Dad just didn't go to church hardly after that. But we moved to um, to a place that was two blocks from the church I got saved in, so I could actually walk to church. And then um, in high school, you know, you're trying to find yourself most. And so I got saved between my summer and my uh, and this between my freshman and sophomore year that summer, and I just knew I was called to ministry. 
Now, I didn't know what type. Of course, you know, in the church I grew up in, the only thing that you could be was a pastor, evangelist, or a missionary. They didn't teach about anything else. And so um, we turned around and got got turned on to the Lord, got fired up, and kind of was wild and crazy. I, I mean, you know, I've seen some of these first-year students, and it's like, dear God, that was me when I was younger. <laughs> and so um, got turned on to God, and after a while, I just like, you know, why isn't things happening in the church like they're supposed to? I was thinking, you know, why isn't anybody getting healed? Everybody's dying. Why isn't the gifts of the Spirit? Here we're a Pentecostal church. Yeah, we speak in tongues, but the Spirit of God doesn't move freely in here. So I heard a guy on the radio, and he was talking about uh, the particular church he was at. Um, they said, we have miracles happening in our church and stuff like that. And I go, I want to go to that church. If they're having miracles. And so I found out who it was and then drove over clear across town and started going to that church. Well, that's the the church that uh, I moved from to move to Tulsa. And there was a lady in there. I'm trying to remember her name. I can't remember her name. It's been 40 years. But she gave me, she's the first one to talk, tell me about Kenneth Hagin. And then she gave me a, a cassette series, Six Steps of Excellence in Ministry. And that was when Brother Copeland was teaching at Rama, And he kept on talking about, you know, about Kenneth Hagin. I go, who is this guy? So finally, um, somebody gave me some cassettes of him and it's just like it turned me on it's like finally somebody that can flow in the spirit can teach because i'm not i'm not really a, a, a preacher I, I can get happy but that's about all yeah yeah you know so um i said you know i, I want to go to that school so at the time i i filled out the application and through some unfortunate circumstances i, w- I got accepted but i couldn't go that year so I waited a year and got the circumstances straightened out and got everything going. And so I came to Rama. Um, it was it, it kind of blew me away because, you know, my church was only about 200. So I, I remember the first time we did communion at Rama. And, and uh, uh, Cliff, what, what year was this when you first came to Rama? 1981. 1981. Wow. 1981. So it was a fall of, and my my mom and my dad were so mad at me for quitting my job i, I hmm. all through high school um I, I didn't like english i didn't like a lot of stuff i just didn't i thought it was stupid so i became a welder so i was building oil rigs and at the time that particular time if there was a couple acres people were putting hiring contract welders and building oil rigs they were everywhere well it was back during the oil boom yep well, yeah. definitely yeah. Well, then um, when I quit, they go, man, you're messing up your life. My dad, did, at the time, he just didn't like Christians. He didn't like a bunch of them. And I'm not going to name a bunch of ministers. <laughs> I mean, he, he did not like Christians whatsoever. And then when I got saved, oh, he did not like me at all. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. I'm, I know it's being recorded, but my dad always thought, because my dad was an alcoholic, and he always thought – I. If you can get somebody drunk, you can really find what's what's on the inside of them, because they're all of their filters are out of the way, and you can really find what's inside of them. 
So we had a... Actually, actually Marty didn't have a filter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I think. <laughs> so um, this is my senior year, and it was um, Christmas time. My cousins and all of us would come over, and we'd have, we'd have a Christmas party and all this. And so uh, my dad goes, here, drink this. I go, is there any alcohol in it? No. Bald face lied. Hmm. So about two or three of them, I'm... I'm pretty plastered, but it, um, I don't. I didn't even know what happened. And then next morning, I asked my mom. I said, "Mom, what happened?" She goes, "Don't worry about it." I said, "Mom, no, you got to tell me what happened." She goes, "You preached at us." So what do you mean? She goes, "You quoted scripture after scripture after scripture." She said, "Your dad was so mad." I can say this because my dad's dead now. So yeah, you know, <laughs> he passed away a long time ago. But he goes, "You, hey, hey, hey Cliff, I want to know: Is he still voting?" <laughs> oh my god i wouldn't be surprised that's wow <laughs> so, sorry i, I had to throw no, that that's, that's fine i had no problem with that <laughs> but um he's not voting democrat is he uh, who, my dad i don't know if he would do that or not i never did ask him about his voting so i'm just kind of kidding you i don't know both are conscious but People don't have a dead conscience. No, that's just true. I guess some people do have a dead conscience. Yeah. But anyway. So anyway, but back, to the, just, back to the story. I, 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 I just preached at him. Quote scripture after scripture after scripture. And mom said uh, later on the next day, mom, I was asking mom about it. She goes, your dad was so mad. I go, why? He said, because what, and mom was always my advocate, you know, yeah. kept me out of trouble with my dad. So mom said, Everything that I've been telling him about you, about you being saved and about you being a Christian, was true. I go, I don't understand. She goes, you you don't understand with your dad. He goes, he thinks that a lot of people are putting up fronts and they, they, because of what they want to achieve or they'll put up a front. I go, Mom, that's just who I am. Yeah. So anyway, I said all that to say this. is In 81, I felt real strong to come to Raymond, so I quit quit in august and got all my stuff together and i moved here to to tulsa and uh our broken arrow the first time i come up here it's like am i lost where's this place at of course now we look at broken arrow how big it is it was dinky there yeah. um you, you you think you're going out in the woods somewhere so um yeah, came it's here changed a lot over the years yeah it has yeah, and broken arrow is beautiful and, and if you've never come to broken arrow i mean it's it's awesome we have the rose district we have we have Bass Pro Shop. I mean, all, all kinds of things. It's, it's amazing how much has changed since I've lived here. If they came here to see the school, like, what what's the website for the school? Oh, of course, it's rbtc.org. Hey, you know, what can I say? Like Cliffy Poo, you know, if you're out there and you're, and you're thinking, man, God has called me to ministry. Or maybe you're just out there and saying, man, I just want to learn more about the, the word. rbtc.org. If you'll go on the website, if you'll give us your information, we'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call and um, set time up to... Maybe come and visit the campus. Also send you some more information. Plus, there's all kinds of things on the website. And, you know, we are accepting applications right now for the 2021-2022 school year, which actually yep. starts September 1st, I believe. And so you need to go ahead and get the application in right now because there's a lot of interest in Rama, And we have, you know, there's been people just enrolling every day. And so, um, you know, space is limited. So, so rbtc.org, do it now. Yep. It's a great place. Um, so anyway, I moved here and started getting involved. Of course, at the time when I moved here, Rama Bible Church didn't exist. 
So I uh, was going to another church, and I've always been interested in sound and theater, um, all the back stuff in the background, you know, stagecraft and all. I took that in high school. Yeah, like stage crew and yeah, all that kind of stuff. All right? that. Took all that in high school and um, projectors and learned how to edit um, movies by physically cutting the tape and stuff like that. Yeah, I always people, loved People it. don't know about cutting and slicing actually on a no, physical they tape. No, don't. they don't. Yeah, I, mean, I, I will say this. I'm thankful that we use computers to do it now because some of the stuff I've had to cut out, oh, my Lord, it would have been impossible to cut out by physically cutting tape. But anyway, so um, I started volunteering for this particular church in the audio department. Well, after my first year, I was going to go home, and Spirit of God spoke to me. He goes, I want you to stay here. I go, I'm, I'm going to go home. He goes, no, you're not. I go, we had an argument. That's what we had. And oh, finally, it's, you and God. How'd yeah. That, how'd that go? Uh, I was here. <laughs> I stayed here. Well, come to find out, it uh, wasn't too much longer that summer. The church had a major split, and... Um, bunch of just nasty stuff and so i i'm glad i didn't go of course the spirit of god knew about that and so i le- started learning more about audio more about audio and then i come to go to second year and i didn't have enough, enough money to go and so i said well i'll just wait until next year well i waited for four years basically and then um uh, the church i was at well, I actually started working for them and they had a layoff so i put in my application to rama and um, I'll never forget it. It was I had a dream. Oh man, I still I still get goosebumps when I think goose about bumples, this dream. Is that a real word? I in my my vocabulary there is. <laughs> um, I had a dream. You know how sometimes when you're dreaming and your alarm clock or something like that goes off and you can hear it and it kind of incorporates into your dream. Well, in this dream, I was yelling at God, which is never good, but I Uh-oh. did it anyway in the dream. <laughs> so I said, God, I want you to tell me. I want you to tell me what to do, and I want you to tell me now. And the phone rang, and I picked up the phone, and it said, "This is." Um, I think it was Joyce. Yeah, I think it was Joyce. The one that was Joyce in Joyce Austin. Yeah, Joyce Austin. She oh. goes, um, "This is Rama, and we want you to come in for an interview." And it was. The craziest, uh, I was like, oh my gosh. And actually, Joyce Austin was my grandfather's secretary. Yep. So She she also was over over the HR department. Right. So I came in. Of course, I got the job. So I wanted to go back to school. Well, I mean, um, I kept on saying, "Eh," she said, I was talking to actually your mom, and um, she goes, we need you right here, because I was the only sound guy right at the time. We had one video guy and one sound guy. So I, I kept on wanting to go to school, kept on wanting to school. And um, it just didn't work out. It just So finally, in um, 2003, I now, got now, to go now, back. So first year you went 1981. 1981. And so now we're in 2003. 2003 is wow. when I was able to go back. And at the time, I held the record for the longest person that should have graduated. You know what I mean? It was 20 years from the time I should have graduated to the time I graduated. But I'll tell you what, I I, I don't, I can't tell you who spoke because I cried the whole time. I just cried the whole time. I couldn't. It was, it was such a dream come true. And then when I married my, my wife that's now, um, she's over the bookstore and stuff. When we was getting ready to get married, you know, you're supposed to talk about dreams and goals and stuff like that. And two things I told her, I said, 
because I asked her what her dreams and goals were. So she I told bet me. You guys were really excited when they came out with audio books. <laughs> that, that union, of, you know, just wondering. Never go ahead, Cliff. <laughs> I've actually made a couple audiobooks for some people. So, but anyway, so I'd say the the my my two, for lack of a better term, bucket list. I want to finish Rama, and I want to get my pilot's license. Well, I'm working on my pilot's license. And then um, the did next. Did you start year. that twenty years ago too? No. Oh, I, actually, I did. Yeah, I did. Well, you were doing that when we traveled together with Brother Hagen and Ethan. Yeah, I, I I started that, and then when nine eleven happened, it really screwed the the flight school I went to went down yeah. and all this other stuff. So I found another instructor. Actually, we were supposed to go flying last Tuesday, and uh, all the weather and stuff kept us from doing it. But yeah, it's been raining a lot here in, in Oklahoma, but it is tornado season. This is true. So, wow. Okay. So you roof never nerds. know whether you're going to yeah. fly or not. So. Yeah. But uh, anyway, roof nerds likes tornadoes because peels a peels the roof off and you get to put it back on. Oh, same shingles, put them right back on. <laughs> <laughs> you can pick them up in the yard and put them back on the house. So anyway, what was I said I wanted to go back to Raymond. Well, I didn't go back that that year because uh, Melinda and I got married in 2000. So in 2001, um, I actually sent her to Raymond. She went to a third year school of worship. Yeah. And then the year after that is when I went and now, now, you, how long did Melinda work for the ministry? Because she's, she's wor- she's she told me. In fact, we talked about it last night. It's twenty. She's been working here twenty seven years. Because she's done various things. Wow. You know, oh yeah, you know, throughout the ministry and does various things that actually don't include bookstore. Yeah. as well. So, I mean, I don't know if you're still her supervisor or not. Yeah, technically, yes, I am. Yes, you are. She just kind of does her own thing though. <laughs> Every but, once in a while, she asks me something because my yeah. mom really kind of works more with Melinda than I do. Yeah. So we both um, um, we. Sh- started going to school you know we went to school and then we got out and like i said on graduation i mean you know when you sit there and think about it it's 20 something years i've been dreaming about doing this and then um, this podcast no <laughs> oh now <laughs> i'll tell you about the podcast in a little bit because i okay. had a dream about that too hey I, i'm a dreamer so okay anyway so um well, we that, graduated that, that, that's biblical actually it Acts is chapter two um, yep. young men old men that joel one. So, so, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so is Cliffy Pooh still young? I was going to let you cover that. I'll just quote the scriptures. <laughs> I'm actually older than both of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but I don't feel it. I have, I have, in fact, I, my kids can't keep up with me. So, but, um, so anyway. It's because you ride a bicycle. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he's good at that. I have a lot of fun on that. I got, I actually have a screensaver that has an airplane, a Cessna 172 in it, and somebody photoshopped a couple bicycles on the top so it's like that is the coolest thing in the world get on top of a bicycle plane and ride your bicycle while you're on top of a plane all right welcome to nerd camp (laughs) (laughs) so anyway um we had you know several years we was doing things and um getting closer to god and and um just feeling the marriage thing out just making sure you know hey what are we doing and um, there was a couple times I thought I was going to quit, and Spirit of God goes, I didn't tell you you can quit. He said, you can't think about quitting until I say you can think about quitting. Talking about quitting the marriage or, qu- or quitting? No, quitting, <laughs> quitting Rama. So, because I'm thinking, hey, I got all my education, it's time to leave. And Spirit of God goes, no. You should not. quit putting bicycles on airplanes. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. So, um, so we were, um, 
going through Rama, and of course, you know, have been intricate because I actually I was the one that recorded all the classes for like 12, 13 years. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So, so you actually experienced Rama? Yeah, I, I actually. Well, you uh, what, going to Rama. <laughs> yeah, I was. What did I say? I was a f- only eleventh or twelfth year Rama student, <laughs> and um, I just learned a lot. I was able to sit under Brother Hagen for uh, for years to be able to listen to his messages and stuff like that, and then. Um, I guess that's probably been 11 or 12 years now. Um, my supervisor came up to me and goes, you want to do the radio program? Sure. So now I get paid to listen to Brother Hagen. Nice. And then, um, of course, now we get to do the podcast. And just speaking of the podcast, I had a mini vision, you know, M-I-N-I. Yeah. Yes. About a podcast about 15 years ago. Wow. I, I, was, I actually went out and bought a book on how to do a podcast. Of course, it's kind of worthless, but at the time, but <laughs> but um, I'm I knew we was going to do a podcast. I was just I'm the kind of guy that sits there and says I'm not going to force anything. I just pray for it. And yeah. for all these years, I've been praying for a podcast. And it wasn't what in October, November. Yeah, I think we started November. We might have started yeah. talking about it in October. Yeah, a bit. he came. Um, Pastor Craig came in to me. We was doing video shoot with Pastor and Mrs. And I was sitting in the control room, and he came up and put his hand on my shoulder and said. I want to start a podcast. I just looked at him like, okay. He goes, no, we're going to start a podcast pretty soon. Where can we do it? I go, we'll have to clean out Granny's attic, but we'll clean out Granny's attic. Nice. But, uh, yeah, it's, I tell you, you know, it's like other people think. I've seen people say, you know, but but Raymond's this, Raymond's that. I go, listen, there's not a perfect ministry in the whole world. And I said, but you've got a bunch of people that love God and – they're here and we're learning from them you know i'm i'm a lifelong learner i'm constantly you can ask my kids they would i'd I'd know more about a subject than they would because i would start studying it out long before they would Mm -hmm. and um so you know different things have happened and uh, i'll never forget it i can take you to the spot here on campus I i was thinking about something and um again at the time before right before God said, you can't think about quitting until I tell you you can think about quitting. So I'm walking across campus, going to another building, and just down on the inside of me, it spoke so loud, I turned around to see who said it. He said, what would it take to make you stay? I kind of look around, I go, what would it take to make you stay? And all I said is, I wouldn't mind teaching a Bible class, because I've taught a lot of audio classes and helps classes and stuff like that. But... um, and I forgot about it. Hmm. About three months later, um, I get an in, inner office memo said, you've been selected to teach in the school, uh, biblical studies program. Nice. And um, I'm sitting there just kind of blown away. and said, hmm. what do you want to teach? So I, I marked down what I wanted to teach, but I said, you know, I, I need to look at the rest of this. And then so I put it in the bottom. I'll teach whatever you want me to teach. I don't care. And I was reading down the bottom, and then it I saw minor prophets. I said, who would want to teach minor prophets? <laughs> so then when I got my assignment, it said, you're teaching minor, minor prophets. prophets. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I'll tell you what, I, I had such a privilege to teach it, that whole set of books. It is incredible. Mm. I've gotten so much revelation, like in Zechariah, and how everything is fitting together about how Jesus is coming back. And... It, it's amazing. The, the thing that really, I think, blows me away is you look at the church now with all the problems that they have. It was the same kind of problems that 
the children of Israel had, or for lack of a better term, they were, they were kind of like the church then. But it has the same problems, and you have to have somebody in there telling you, and then pastors are, you know, that's one thing I appreciate about Pastor Craig and, and Pastor Hagen. They, they keep us trying to go down the, the straight and narrow. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one of those things that just, has blown me away how God just, I don't ask for anything. But just God just starts blessing me with this and that, and um, it just—it's amazing how Rama Bible Training College has changed mine and my wife's life. Yeah. In fact, I was uh, at a wedding last night. Um, I was pouring down rain, and um, there was one of the girls that was sitting at the table with my wife and I, and she was talking about uh, my wife is involved in uh, the Rama Regals, which is like Girl Scouts for for Rama. And they had had all the instructors, or the I don't know what they call them, but um, they they had a time to do a devotion for the girls. And this girl just went on and on about how Melinda just started tearing it up, and and she'd be preaching, and all of a sudden she'd start singing in song, and she preached some more and sing a song, and yeah. and just back and forth. And they said we just didn't know she had it in her, because. For all that don't know my wife, my wife is very, very quiet. She is. She's, in fact, um, her mom told me that uh, when she went to kindergarten, about three weeks into kindergarten, the the teacher pulled her mom aside and said, can she speak? (laughs) Of course she can speak. She hasn't said one word in three weeks. Wow. Wow. So it was was kind of difficult when we started dating because she wouldn't hardly say anything. It's like, do you not like me or what? (laughs) But yeah, it's uh, the Rama is. And of course, I know she has a heart for children. She's been involved oh, in children's she's, area yeah, for a she long was, time. Yeah, she was. She led worship for children for a long yeah, time. I was in there and, with her the whole yeah, time. You, were, were yeah, you. Were you leading? Yeah. Were you there singing too? No, I was. No, there, thank God he wasn't singing. I was there <laughs> dressing up like a clown. Um, <laughs> you, you had to dress up to do that. <laughs> yeah. I thought you just showed up. No, I dressed up. Yeah, yeah he just. I, I. You wore his own clothes. <laughs> Cliff, I, your story is really amazing. It's really. Uh, it's good to hear. Uh, there's some inconsistencies I need to ask you about. Like one, I mean, how does it work teaching a class on minor prophets when you're working at a ministry that's not for profit? I need you to answer that. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really seem to work. Well, it's still minor, though. Well, see, we can't make major profits, but no, we can no. do minor profits. <laughs> yeah, we can do minor profits. Yeah. Okay, just don't answer my question. Okay. So, so actually, Cliff, I, I know you've been teaching audio classes and things for a long time and different things like that. So, what year did you actually start teaching? A biblical class, you know, that See, was it biblical studies has been going, what, 10 years now? Something like that. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Now, you also, I don't know how much now, but in the past, helped other churches in other parts? I still do that once in a while <coughs> because of the responsibilities here. What's that consistent? Um, oh, like, uh, there's a church up in um, mm-hmm. Kansas. They called me. Um, I, I know the guy real well, his, the, the associate pastor. And... He said we really got some problems with our sound system, so he I, he actually was one of the volunteers for a while, and so he said I think we need to, re, to replace the system. So I said take some pictures of the building, tell me what you want, tell me uh, what kind of musicianship you have, I mean the musicians, how many of that, and and let's just look at it. What had happened is their church had um, they had a painter come in there, and um, he was a brand new painter. He threw some rags in a bucket, and they combusted. And it didn't burn the church down, but it caused so much smoke, it, 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 it completely ruined the building. 
So insurance paid for all of it, so they uh, was able to, to redo the sound system. So a lot of times what I'll do um, is I'll go in and consult and say, hey, here's what I think you need. I usually like sitting them through a service just to see how they operate. And then once they're once that's there, then we come up with a plan of uh, do you need to change some uh, a couple of your components may be good, and we'll, but this needs to be changed. And I consult that. Um, um, you know, we don't do it as much as we used to. We used to be gone quite a bit, and then uh, the, the campus starts suffering because, like, basically, I'm the only one that knows where everything's wired. So you can probably diagnose some things just the way you said through pictures and yes, yeah, yep. Some and, data. and and you know the thing mm-hmm. is is. Sometimes, um, I hate saying this, but it's sometimes it's not really the gear's fault. It's lack of training. Yeah. And so what a lot of times I'll do is I'll go into a church and I'll go there on Friday just to make sure the system's working right and sounds sounds the way it's supposed to. And then um, on Saturday, I'll sit down with the sound guys and with the musicians and teach them to be a team. Because a lot of times I see uh, musicians fighting against the sound guy, sound guy fighting with the musicians, on and on and on and on. So we try to bridge that gap, and then uh, I'll be there on Sunday morning, and we'll actually go through a complete rehearsal to make sure that um, what we're hearing is what we're hearing and, and find out if we can change some things like that. And then on Sunday I'll watch the actual service and see how that works and and then I'll usually write up some kind of a document or the pastor will take me out to lunch and we'll say, okay, here's what I see. Here's what I think needs to be changed. And I just leave it at that. And if they want to change, great. If they don't want to change, great. And I'll help them incorporate stuff like that. So That's good. And probably what we do more than anything else is this, this gets audio gear for, for right. churches and things like that. And if you want more information about that, you can go to rsiaudio.com. Cliff wants more work to do, so you can just go ahead and do that. RSI. <laughs> RSIaudio.com, and his, his email is there, his number there to call if he wants more information. Yep. And, you know, I know he doesn't want more work to do, but, but you know. But, you know, that's, we, that's we part of the ministry that, I mean, you know, I talked about, uh, I saw in, in the spirit about the podcast, um, I'd had people ask me, why don't you start an audio company? I go, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it because I don't want – I know guys that do that, and what they do is they get more thinking about the money part than they actually think about the ministry part. I'm I'm completely on the ministry side. When you taught biblical studies, were there ever times – because you're at this very anointed campus – were there ever times you could tangibly feel the teaching anointing like or like all the time? I mean, or is it just – Yeah, you know, there's times when it's stronger than others. Yeah. Um, I, I, it was – I will say the first couple, three years, it was tough because I had 12 minor prophets to be able to teach in eight weeks. It's like going out to the lake and taking a rock and skipping it and expecting to hit the, all the water. Yeah. So I, I finally got, an, a, you know, I was able to talk to the dean and I said, you can do it. You know, this is your school. This is you're in charge of this. But I really need another term. Yeah. Till so next year, I got another term. And it's so it's a lot. I don't want to say it's easier because, you know, uh, I hate saying this, but a lot of churches don't teach the Bible stories anymore. Mm, yeah. Um, and in my class, the textbook is the Bible. Um, Shouldn't that be in every class? It should be, but I mean, you know, I don't know what other teachers use. But <laughs> but so what I do is I, I mean, make— I mean, we do have other books. I, I right. get it. You know, like, yeah. like yeah. my classes have a lot, a lot of my grandfather's books. But, um, right. But ultimately, the Bible is still the main textbook. Right. So what I make them do is I make them read— 
Second um, Kings twelve all the way to the end of the book, and it's, uh, not Second Kings, First Kings twelve, and Second Kings twelve because it's the background for the whole minor prophets. Nice. And so, um, and then it was so funny. Uh, uh, I think it was the second year or the third year in. You could tell they wasn't reading. So I said, okay, we're changing this. So this next year I did what I did is I said, okay, I'm going to give you a list, and every Friday we're going to have a test. Seven questions, and it's on the books that I, t- I tell you that's on this list. And you should have saw the panic in their eyes. It's like, you mean I'm actually going to have to read? Because I was talking about all these, you know, the, the, how the minor prophets are working. And you can tell they didn't have a clue. So finally, I started asking him. So, how many of you actually, Cliff? Most people don't even know who what a minor prophet is. Probably not. I mean, that's. I mean, yeah. I mean, how many people don't? It's read not the, because they're short. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then, I mean, a lot of people don't really get into the Old Testament. No, much. but you know, the thing is, is I, I heard a guy say this, and I've tried to prove him wrong, and I haven't been able to. He said, "In we get doctrine and stuff in the New Testament, but we see the examples of that doctrine in the Old Testament." And it's amazing to me. I I go back and I'm reading, and then you look like, for instance, Zechariah. You go in Zechariah and start tearing it apart, and it's amazing how it fits with the New Testament. Yeah. See, I I guarantee you after this podcast, some people are going to try to find Zechariah in their Bible. Never never read it before. Wasn't he the guy on the tree near Jesus? (laughs) That was Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Wee little man. Wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree. He was just a minor person, not a minor prophet. <laughs> but yeah, it's you know I'll be honest. I I had read the through the minor prophets before I started teaching it, but to really understand what it was talking about, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not saying I I completely understand it all now, but every year I get more and more revelation, especially about the second coming of Jesus, how um, some of the types and the shadows. You know, I've I've always heard you got to be careful with types and shadows because you'll go nuts and and make them say they don't things they don't say. I'm very conscious of that, but at the same time, it's like, okay, for instance, um, at the church I was at before I came to Rama, um, the song "Blow the Trumpet in Zion" was real real big, and yeah. it always used to bug me that song because everybody talked about how much victory and stuff like that. I started studying it out, and it wasn't. About victory, it's like blow the trumpet in Zion, kids, get out of here because you're we're going to get killed. It had nothing to do with That's victory; funny. it was all about wow. defeat. And it's like, oh, dear Lord, why did I, you know, why did I even think I, that? I always like the horse rider thrown into the sea. Yes, that, that was, yeah. was awesome. That, now yeah. that was a good. I like that. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's you know one thing about Raymond that just has blown me away is, um, especially being able to teach now is how the Spirit of God will start moving you according to the to the students that you have that year. Oh, that's good. And um, that's one of the things that I, I – I, I, in fact, I'm starting to study. I'm going back through all my notes and stuff like that now. And school – usually right when school's out, I go back through, through them all. And um, a lot of the students, it's like – I asked them, I said, how many of you have ever read the Minor Prophets? And maybe you get one or maybe two. And um, I had one guy come up to me after class, after the minor, uh, the first, the first term of minor prophets, and he goes, "I didn't like you." I said, "Why?" He goes, "You're teaching this weird book." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "But now I see the importance of 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 it." 
and it just it, it blew me away because it's like because this this one particular kid would sit back in the back and kind of like just look at me like are you stupid <laughs> but then um the second term you could see everything his the light in his eyes were changed has changed yeah yeah and um it's it's amazing i mean just and I'll, I'll say this too i went to a christian college before i came to rama and um I was so frustrated. I mean, here's the guys teaching this book, you know, this quote theology was my major, and they didn't know God from a bag. And it's like, why why are you trying to teach something you know nothing about? You know it in your head, but theology can't be taught in the head. It has to be taught from the heart. Hmm. That's one of the reasons I believe that, you know, with Pastor and Craig and and um, Brother Hagen, that's why we like them. It's because they're teaching from the heart, not yeah. from the head. Yeah. There's head knowledge there, definitely, but it's from the heart. You know, you look at David. David, when he was the king, he ruled by his heart, not by his head. Yeah, he screwed up. But after he screwed up, God still says he's mad after my own heart. Yeah, yeah. It's not before, after. It's just like... And that's the thing I love about Rama is they're teaching from the heart. They're teaching from God's heart, not you know, they're not from their head. Yeah, there's head knowledge stuff. And I told my class, I said, listen, I just don't want the minor prophets to be a history class because it won't get you to where you need to be. Yeah, but it's going to be a a, a great book. In the first class, the first week, we talk about the difference between an Old Testament prophet and a New Testament prophet because a lot of people have no clue what the difference is. Yeah, yeah. So it's anyway. a lot of differences. You, you know, yeah. you talk about our students, and, and I really believe, especially this last first year class. I mean, you think about it when when they started Rama was right in the middle of, of a so called pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it just it just seems you know what there was nothing that was going to stop them from from coming pursuing what they felt God you know, had for them to do, and it seems that they're a little more hungry. Yeah, than, than some of the other students because, yep. be honest, I, I didn't know if we would have fifty students show up. Right, you know, because during that time, obviously, all the news media is doing all this doom and gloom. But I tell you what, man, God is raising up. You know, I mean, not just young people, right. because we have a number of thirty-something-year-olds that, mm-hmm. that you know. I think I think this pandemic kind of really snapped some people on top of the head, thinking, you know what. I really need to go out and do what I feel God has called me to do. Right. And sometimes, you know, when you start going through a so-called transition, maybe I lost my job, maybe, you know, finances weren't what it used to be, or, or maybe I'm I'm in a state that was pretty locked down, and Oklahoma is a lot more freer than than, than that state. You know, um, man, some of you are out there and you're listening and you're, and you're thinking, man, uh, I don't even know what a minor prophet is. I mean, I don't I don't know anything about the Bible. I, I tell you what, like I mean, we had Aaron Andrus on the, on the program shawhomes.com, yeah. America, I mean, Oklahoma's largest home builder, and he talked about he believes that every Christian ought, ought to take two years out of their life and, and come to Ray or, or yeah. some other Bible school to learn to learn more about the Word of God. Yeah, and, and so, um, speaking of biblical studies, if you go to the, the first two years of Rama, which is you know, and, and take the um, what's it called, general ministry yeah. or whatever, and then then you have the third ministry year, fundamentals, ministry fundamentals, and then take the third year track, and you can choose. You know, pastors, um, teachers, um, um, student ministries, 
missions, music, whatever it might be. Or if you choose third year biblical studies, you'll actually have Cliffy Poo as one of your, of your teachers. Cliffy Poo. Now, now he does teach in, <laughs> he does teach in uh, other other areas, but he might teach more audio type classes or, or video yeah. or or um, you know computer type classes. And in fact, you might end up here right here in the podcast studio doing a podcast with like the third year pastors did. Yeah. But um, you know um. That third year biblical studies, that means you'll cover every book of the Bible in a three year you know span. And you know, I mean it's just important to learn the word. Yes. And so rbtc.org, if you'll go there, uh, if you'll give us some information, um, we'll have one of our student our student ambassadors give you a call, try to set up a time for a tour and just tell you more about Rhema, you know, and and you know, our school song, well, you know, I know you you know, <laughs> talks about, you know, Rhema taught me what I needed to know. That's yeah, right. Yes, and, you know, sure did. so whatever you need to know about God's word or about following God's plan for your life, I guarantee you, if you'll come expecting God, God will right. get it to you right here I believe at Rhema Bible Training College. Well, Cliff, do you have anything else you might want to say before we close today's podcast? Just come to Rhema. Come to Rhema. Come to Rhema. If you've been thinking about it, you're going to come. Yeah, because yeah. there's a reason why God start putting that in your brain. Yeah, and you're never too young, or no, you're never, never too old. In fact, um, I had a lady, Miss, was it Miss Birdie? Miss Birdie, she was what eighty something. She was eighty something. Yeah. She actually took both of my minor prophets classes. Wow! And so she used to. I mean, it. I, I will say, you know, the young kids coming in is great, but when the uh, when the elderly people like I'm, I'm fitting that category some somehow, but. Um, you're in, the, it, it, you're in the minor leagues. <laughs> the minor leagues of the he's yeah. he's a minor prophet of the elderly people. <laughs> so you know, I, um, I I really believe that it doesn't matter how old you are. I'll never forget this. Brother Hagen used to say this: preparation time has never lost time. It's true. I remember mm-hmm. that. Never preparation time, and then I used to use that um, illustration quite a bit when um, when we do the uh, um, orientation. Preparation time. Why am I here? I need to be out there. Listen, preparation time is never lost time. The more you prepare, like my son, he was in the military. I can't imagine him not preparing and then going out into some of the places in Iraq to where he's at. He'd be dead. But because he prepared himself in basic training and other training, he came back home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, And, and that's the whole part about training is it's preparing you to do what you're called to do. And that's the biggest thing right there is doing what you're called to do. And if you're a businessman, like like Aaron, he said, Rama was the best training I've ever had for business. Yeah. I mean, you're a businessman. Same way with yeah. you, Marty. Absolutely true. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Cliffy Poo, it's always good to, to hear from you. Hey, I just rhymed. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> Very good. But, you know, I, I know our listeners, obviously, we, we, we've heard, heard you know, Tony and I talked about our producer, Cliffy Poo, and, and he's – Tony's the one who, who – Nicknamed you Cliffy Poo in the green hat. I was like, wondering where where it came from. Yeah, he's the one who, who nicknamed you Cliffy Poo. I, I like my green hat. In, in his green hat, he likes wearing this green hat. In fact, he has an emoji with him in a green hat. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and so he likes to send it to us all the time. It's my favorite. But, color. but it's good to hear you know just to hear your story because sometimes you know we you know we hear about someone but don't get to hear their story. So it's good to hear about your story. And like I said, if you want to meet Cliffy Poo in person, just come right here to Rama and you know get involved in the audio department yep. and and and. He'd love some interns. I mean, oh, you know, I would. Yeah. If we got some more interns. Then, then, we need more interns, don't we? Yeah. More interns, yeah. then, then maybe we could actually help out more churches at rsaaudio.com if you need some I, I need get some people all help. the time calling us and saying, hey, you got sound people you can send our way? Yeah. You know? So anyway, um, 
Once again, we we want to say to all our listeners, we appreciate you guys. Um, I mean, I, yes. I know I know um, as I've been checking our stats, um, we've been going up. I mean, a lot yeah, more people are finding out about the podcast. But you know, one thing you guys could do is share the podcast with with some of your friends. And if you happen to be on Facebook, like I said, if you if you'll just um, Go to the Rama podcast page. You can share it right from there. Or actually, we share all our social media sites. We, we share the Rama podcast. And so we're so excited what God is doing. And we're so excited about our, our students. RBTC.org is, is a place to come train for the ministry. Hey, Amen. we're going to end today's podcast like we end every podcast here at Rama. We're bringing hope, hope help, and, and healing, healing to, to the, the world. world. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>